Well, let's continue here then for this morning. And this interview is brought to you by the Council for the Built Environment. Now, the Council for the Built Environment are a statutory body that are established under the Council for the Built Environment Act. They coordinate in architecture, landscape architects, engineering, property valuation, project and construction management, and quantity surveying. Joining us on the line today is Dr. Sitzabo Dlamini, who is the chairperson of the council. Dr. Dlamini, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. Sure, it's a pleasure to have you on. Let's talk a little bit about the CBE and what it is exactly that that you do. Yeah, um, basically the CBE, we derive our mandate uh, from the border ma- mandate of the uh, Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, um, uh, which is to determine accommodation requirements for the state and the rendering of built environment services. So as an entity of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, uh, at the core of our mandate is to promote and protect uh, the interests of the public uh, through the provision of safe, habitable and sustainable built environment facilities. Mm. Yes, Kate. Who Who do you specifically cater for within the built environment? Okay, as you have indicated, uh, the, the CBE uh, is an uh, overarching body um, uh, for the six councils. So um, our strategic focus uh, is the steering of the work of the six built environment councils and other strategic partners around uh, the National Infrastructure Development Program uh, that seeks to stimulate robust economic growth and job creation whilst pro- providing um, uh, the structures uh, that add to the productivity and the creation of a better life uh, for all our citizens. Sure. And, you know, like all industries, of course, the built environment has been affected by the COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah, absolutely, Kathy. And, um, yeah, and uh, this is a global um, um, uh, uh, situation now. It's not just, just South Africa. And uh, the social and economic challenges um, uh, that uh, uh, stem uh, from the COVID-19 pandemic, um, uh, they, are, they are now uh, becoming clear. And uh, they have actually, in the context of South Africa, they have accentuated uh, the perpetual decline in growth uh, that the built environment sector has been experiencing over the past decade. Before uh, COVID-19 uh, hit our shores, like for instance, uh, early this year, a number of communities in South Africa were already in distress. In a majority of uh, municipalities, for instance, most citizens were facing uh, significant challenges of poverty, inequality, special separation of uh, residential areas from economic opportunities and informal settlements that uh, lay basic infrastructure to sustain human life. So these uh, conditions have worsened uh, in our assessment as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. And and in yeah. terms of some of the strategies then that you're putting in place to, to deal with this, what are those? Yeah, uh, look, Kathy, um, growth theory offers uh, contradictory pro- projections um, of whether an influenza pandemic uh, and the accompanying uh, obstructive shock uh, to the population and the labor force uh, should increase or decrease the rate of growth uh, of output per capita 
uh, over the medium or long run. While a significant um, obstructive shock uh, to the population and the labor force uh, is imminent post the COVID-19 pandemic, there is also a compelling argument uh, to believe that um, such shocks will impact negatively on economic growth uh, in the long run. And the limitations in terms of uh, uh, data that we currently have, uh, they make it difficult to estimate the full ex- uh, in terms of the impact uh, of the pandemic on the uh, overall built environment sector. Kathy? How, how significant a role are you going to be playing, especially in the move to use infrastructure as a key sector when it comes to trying to revive the country's economy? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking that um, uh, question, uh, Kathy. Uh, now, look, um, guided by the um, uh, individual mandates of the six um, uh, councils for the built environment professions that um, uh, CBE is an overarching um, uh, body of, um, we have, um, uh, over the um, uh, uh, period of the pandemic, been um, um, uh, playing um, a, a significant role um, uh, uh, through um, ad- advising our minister, uh, Patricia Tilil, and the uh, um, uh, Department of Public Works and Infrastructure uh, uh, at large uh, on how best to promote and maintain a sustainable uh, built environment uh, under the circumstances. So the different councils, they have been providing their uh, various uh, expertise uh, as vital planning tools uh, for the containment of the virus, number one, uh, while also uh, providing functional alternatives um, uh, in terms of um, uh, things like uh, dignified uh, accommodation options for various uh, vulnerable groups, uh, such as the homeless uh, and shack dwellers. Uh, the provision of quarantine sites, the provision of safe mobile testing units, and so on and so forth. And in doing all these, uh, uh, the overriding principle has been that uh, uh, public issues of public health and safety uh, cannot be overlooked uh, for expediency. Dr. Sitsabo Dlamini is the chairperson of the Council for the Built Environment. Let me thank you so much for your time on the talking point today. Okay, uh, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm back with more of your voice notes. And remember, at 10.30, we talk about World Children's Day.